0: Hello and welcome back to State of Mind with me Grace Kingswell. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Women and Waves founder Rach Murphy and if you missed it do go back and take a listen. Today's episode is with Brian Goll, co-founder of Red Light Rising, the UK's leading red light therapy light manufacturer. It's a bit of a mouthful. You've all seen me using my red light on Instagram, and it's probably the thing I get asked about the most, especially when my husband posts pictures of the outside of my study window looking like a brothel. So I thought it was high time that we delved into the science and the reasons behind why these lamps are an amazing health tool to include in your daily routine. I originally got a red light therapy lamp to help with my eczema, but quickly found that it was an amazing adjunct to a life lived in accordance with our circadian rhythms plus a great way to recover from exercise and heal inflammation in the body for more information head over to redlightrising.co.uk where you can find tons more info via their blog section on the website they also sell high quality blue blocking glasses and actually Brian and I talk a lot about blue light and melatonin in this episode as well I hope you enjoy the episode and learn a lot from it I certainly did Amazing. So welcome, Brian, to the podcast. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing very, very well. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Very, very welcome. Um, And tell us what part of the world you're in at the moment.
1: I'm currently in my homeland of South Africa. I am in Johannesburg. I have come to uh, spend some time with my family.
0: Amazing, yeah, what, an, what a crucial time to do it as well with everything that's going on in the world. I have been so excited about this episode. I can't tell you how many questions I get about my red lamp um, whenever I post it to Instagram or whenever I recommend it to patients. Um, so this is going to be a fantastic episode just to give everyone insight into this incredible technology. Um, I think first things first, I'm going to start off with the question I'm asking everyone to begin with, which is a little bit off topic, but it's what has 2020 taught you so far?
1: Wow. Um, I think the biggest lesson for me in in 2020 is that you can't take anything for granted. You know, you can't even walk Mm -hmm. into a, a supermarket now without having to splash some chemicals on your hands have some ridiculous infrared thermometer at your head. You know, like now we joke about like, oh, remember when you could just walk into a place without having to worry about other, you know, how close people are getting to you. Now I'm worried about shaking hands with people. Now I'm worried about hugging people, you know. Like when normally when you go and meet some family or friends, it's hugs, it's high fives, it's kisses on the cheek. And now I have to say like, oh, sorry, are we... Do we do physical contact? Are you... How do you feel about this? Can we do... uh, uh, uh," It's just... You know, that, that simple, simple freedom that we had to, to touch each other and to go wherever we wanted, to jump on aeroplanes, um, you know, to not have to take a COVID test every time you want to get on an aeroplane, you know, that's, that's something that is gone now it's, and I, we don't know how long it's going to be gone for and yeah, it's definitely, hmm. uh, it was a big reminder to me, don't take anything for granted and that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm back in South Africa. Um, I had planned coming back to South Africa anyway for a long before COVID happened because I wanted to spend as much time as I can with my parents and my sister, you know, they all live in South Africa. I've been living in the UK. I've most recently been living in Guatemala for a couple of years. So I was, you know, I got to the point where I was like, you know, I don't want, I don't want, God forbid, anything bad to happen to my family. And I'm somewhere on the beach in Guatemala when I could have been with them in South Africa. So that's, that's my lessons.
0: Okay, so let's get into it. Um, you uh, run a company called Red Light Rising, which manufactures which manufactures, sorry, um, red light devices. Uh, I think let's start with the basics um, a lot of people won't know what any of what I just said means um tell us what a red light device is
1: sure absolutely um it's a great question and to people that are like outside of this deep wellness space that you and I are in it's it's a very weird very foreign concept that's for sure and red light therapy what we what that is when we speak about that is it's just it's a Therapy that you stand in front of you stand in front of usually it's some kind of a light device that emits a very very powerful and bright red and infrared light and these light devices can be as big as a spotlight um, all the way up to giant wall panels that you can cover an entire wall with um, and get an entire football team standing in front of at the same time So that's a red light therapy device and red light therapy is simply a therapy whereby we stand in front of these red lights as naked as is possible or convenient depending on the situation and we let our bodies absorb this very healthy and healing Red and infrared light.
0: Okay, amazing. So let's talk about red light and explain to those that are listening about the the light spectrum and the differences between um, all of the different colors of light. Um, you know, when we something I'm really passionate about, and I talk a lot about on podcasts and my own Instagram pages. Uh, full spectrum daylight exposure in the morning or well as much as you can but especially in the morning just to help with um, resetting circadian rhythms and melatonin and all of that good stuff and and crucially also getting your skin in the game Um, so if we are exposing ourselves to a red light therapy device what type of light is that where does it come from and what does it do to our bodies
1: okay so there's a there's a couple of questions there and and when it comes to red light therapy it's 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 very straightforward it's very basic you stand in front of the light you absorb the red and infrared light that's it but it's quite nuanced as to why you do it why you do it at certain times of the day and one of the things you touched on there is that full spectrum sunlight that we get from the sun it's very very important for humans because it's it was our earliest alarm clock as it were so just think back a couple of million years ago when we had absolutely zero technology we had a couple of uh, you know basic stone tools or whatever it was and we had the sun coming up in the morning going through the day and setting in the evening now our ancestors would have spent a lot more time outside in nature and so their their skin would have received this full spectrum light from the from the sun All throughout the the daylight hours okay and and the color of the Sun changes as it rises as it gets to midday and then as it sets again at the end of the day the the colors and the intensity of the Sun change which makes sense if you think about it so like what you were saying there is when you wake up in the morning you go from you know darkness of night you're sleeping you wake up in the morning you get out of bed and ideally if possible you go and get some natural light straight away when your skin and your eyes receive this natural light, that's the signal that this is morning time because I recognize the spectrum of light. Because in the morning, there's the, it goes from you know the darkness to the, the beautiful pinks and oranges and yellows as the sun is coming up, the sunrise. Then it goes into the blues and the greens and the whites as it goes to midday. And then after midday or, or 1 or 2 p.m., it starts to go back the other way. So it goes, the, the light softens in the afternoon, the yellows, the oranges, the pinks, the reds, and then the nighttime again. So our brain and our eyes and our skin have evolved for millions of years with that exact pattern. Every day, the, the, the sun goes through that, co- that color spectrum. And we've evolved to react to this light in many, many different ways. Um, so sunlight is very, very good for you. I say, you know, it's it's a different story in the Northern Hemisphere, I know. But, for example, in the Southern Hemisphere, I always say it's managed sun exposure. I do believe you should be out in the sun all day, but not continuously. So I, I believe it's important to get that early morning sun for those, those certain signals to reset the circadian rhythm. I also believe it's important then to be... Eleven o'clock, midday, one o'clock to get the the other spectrum of the uh, color spectrum of light from the sun because that's a that's another marker. Now it's midday when your body receives that bright white light at midday. That's the halfway point marker for your body, and then as the colors change and you go into the sunset, that's the other marker: the the oranges and the reds and the yellows. So that's just briefly to go over your your point about the uh, the full spectrum sun colors, and what red light therapy is. Um, scientists accidentally discovered how powerful red and infrared light therapy is. Um, They were trying to, apparently, they were trying to um, harm a rat in a lab with a with a red laser, they thought, "Oh, this is a laser. It's obviously going to do some damage to this rat. Let's see what happens." And what they found was actually the opposite. That you know, they shaved the rat and they were shining the laser on the bare skin, and the hair grew back very, very quick. Oh my god! And they were like, "This is like the absolute opposite of what we're expecting." So that's how they discovered it. And then, of course, you know, that was that was in the I think that was in the nineteen forties, um, and since then, there's been thousands and thousands of studies. And what have we discovered? We've discovered that red light and near infrared light, which does come from the sun. The sun, of course, is full of UV rays. All the, you know, everyone's familiar with UVA, UVB, UVC. And then there's the the colors of the rainbow, which people are familiar with. And that's where red light fits in, into the colors of the rainbow in the visible light. And then there's the gamma rays and the X-rays and the infrared on the other side of that, which also have their benefits, of course. But red light was discovered and found to be very, very beneficial for the human body because it does two very, very important things when it penetrates the cells of the human body. And those two things are as follows. The first thing it does is it penetrates the cells of our bodies. So whether it's skin cells, the cells of your eyes, um, your muscles, your bones, your blood, uh, your organs, your brain, it stimulates an increase in cellular energy production so we have mitochondria inside our cells which i'm sure you and and a lot of your your listeners will be aware mitochondria is the uh, the energy producing little organelles inside the cell so generally speaking you eat your food it gets digested it gets broken down and those those broken down goodies go into your cells and then get you know um, burnt as it were by the mitochondria and the mitochondria produce energy for the cell, then that cell has more energy, then that tissue has more energy, then ultimately your body has more energy. So that's, that's the first major benefit of red and infrared light therapy is that there's that increase in cellular energy production. Very important to remember that. And the second major benefit of red and infrared light therapy is it's, it's a very, very mild, very, very transient hormetic stressor. Now, for those that don't know, hormetic stressor is like fasting. It's like cold therapy, which I know I've seen you dipping in a bunch of uh, cold looking lakes recently or, or the ocean. Uh, it's like working out. It's like a sauna. It's these things that we, we put ourselves through in very, very small amounts to cause a very temporary stress to the body. And when you stress the body temporarily, it fights back and it releases proteins and enzymes and anti-inflammatory things and, and a whole bunch of other um, biochemical reactions to, to fight back in that moment, just to you know try and survive a little bit longer. And of course, in all, in all those situations, you don't actually die. So you have this response from the body, but then you actually go on to live. And this, this response just benefits you. It makes you a little bit stronger. It makes you a little bit more resilient uh, for the next challenge. <clears throat> and red light therapy does the same thing. It causes a tiny bit of stress to the cells, and it causes the cells to release their own endogenous anti-inflammatory enzymes that then will flow in the blood around the body and contribute to reducing inflammation all over the body. Whether that's a, you know a bump or a scratch on the skin, or a painful muscle from a workout, or a stiff joint, or a headache, or you know. Lit- as we know everything is caused by inflammation so most things can be solved by reducing the inflammation and red light therapy goes a long way to do that
0: amazing i think uh one thing that i take from that that's really crucial to let everyone know is that this is not a invented therapy it's not like a uh, like a magic supplement that people have come up with or you know it's actually just harnessing the power of nature it's it's a natural technology and I think it's so important for us because these days like you say we live out of sync with nature we live out of sync with the sun how many of us watch the sun rise and the sun set on a daily basis? like none it's a lot easier at the moment because um here in the uk anyway the sun rises at about 7 a.m so you can actually get up and you can watch the sunrise if you want to but um you know in in the summer months that's like four in the morning and and it just doesn't we don't do that these days whereas our ancestors would have risen and gone to bed with light so i think that's the first really crucial thing to say um and the second is, you know, from what, from what you just explained to us, how profound and how um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, far reaching the effects of red light therapy can be on the body. You know, it's not um, it's not for one specific ailment. It's just general well-being and, you know, whole body function that is so drastically improved by getting red light therapy. Um Can I ask you how you how you got into this and 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 why you came to to you know start up this business called sure. Red Light Rising? Sure, of course.
1: Um, something I want to mention there, which I realized I didn't explain. So like in in everyday language, we say red light therapy. you know that's that's what we're using in this conversation. That's what we use at the company, that's what we use with all our marketing. But we're actually referring to red and infrared light, which I, I did mention there a few times. And we use those two wavelengths um, inside red light therapy, which, you know, it's more accurately would be called red and infrared light therapy because there are those two wavelengths. So the first wavelength is the red light, which when you switch on your red light, it's a very, very bright red light that you can see. But infrared light is invisible. Um, and what the difference between the two is they, they, they act in almost well, very, very similar ways on the cells of the body. But red light only penetrates the skin up to, you know about 10 millimeters, so about a centimeter into the skin, whereas the infrared light goes much, much deeper into the body. The infrared light can penetrate your skull and go into your brain. It goes you know through your muscles, into your organs, into your blood, and then it brings those two benefits that I, I just spoke about previously. So I just wanted to make that clear because sometimes people get confused you know they think infrared light is the red light and you know sometimes you go into an infrared sauna and there's a red light so you think you're getting red light but you're only getting in you know it's there's a little bit of nuance to it right. um so that's and is
0: there a difference between near and far infrared
1: yes so they're 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 different kinds of light they're they're in the infrared light spectrum but they, they have different wavelengths. So near-infrared light is a shorter wavelength. You know, if you were to, to depict the light kind of flowing like a wave or flowing like a ripple. And far-infrared is, a, is like kind of a lot longer and, and kind of slower. Near-infrared uh, light, uh, near light, which is what we use in red light therapy, is the one that stimulates the cellular energy production and the anti-inflammatory stuff. Far infrared is generally what they use in the infrared saunas. Again, it's invisible. But what this light does is it's fantastic for you. It's an an amazing therapy as well, an infrared sauna. But it it heats the the water between the cells inside your body. So that's why they say when you're in a far infrared sauna, it it heats your body. It doesn't heat the space around you. So the light penetrates your body and and it heats you up from the inside out. There are different therapies um both are fantastic. You know, often we get asked, oh, should I buy infrared sauna or red light therapy device? It's, it's, ideally, you should buy both because, you know, you can do your red light therapy in the morning and your sauna in the afternoon and, you, and you'll be loving life because they're different. You know, it's like saying, oh, should I work out or, or eat a healthy diet? You should do both.
0: So so then tell us how you came to, to start the company and why you became so fascinated in this.
1: Yeah, I was um, kind of... I became quite ill in my early 20s, you know, I, I've been on this this wellness journey, this this deep interest and passion that I've had in wellness for a very, very long time from my late teens. And in my early 20s, I decided to go vegetarian because I, you know, I saw some, um, you know, some an, animal cruelty videos and some undercover videos from farms and, and how they treated the animals and I was, at the, you know, the factory farming. And I was absolutely disgusted as, as all people would be, I suppose. And um, instantly decided, nope, I'm not part of uh, this animal industry anymore. And I, and I went vegetarian. And I was vegetarian for seven years. And I did everything you know, I did all the powders, all the smoothies, and all the nuts and the seeds and the superfoods. And I ate all the vegetables and all the roasts and all the, these massive salads. And, you know, I was, a, I was a really good vegetarian, as I say. But my health instantly declined, literally, when I stopped eating meat and I was vegetarian for 7 years and my health just got worse and worse and worse and worse as the 7 years went on uh, towards the end I had the most excruciating joint pain where you know I couldn't I couldn't like hold my phone if, if I couldn't wrap my fingers around my phone because I had such severe joint pain in my in my wrists um I had constant knee pain I was just always in pain and you know at this point I was in my mid 20s and I was like well, how how is this possible you know I'm eating the healthiest diet on the planet Yet I'm falling apart. My digestion was ruined. It was, I was really, really in a bad way. But never once considered that it might be my vegetarian diet. You know, Because I was so in, uh, indoctrinated with the vegetarian uh, line. That I just thought it was the only way to go. And then through, through a casual conversation. Someone mentioned meat. And someone mentioned fat. And I was like, whoa, okay. And you know, it suddenly clicked. I was like, oh my god. This, this started when I stopped eating meat. So uh, I did. Some, started doing some research and some reading, and I came across a book called The Bulletproof Diet by Dave Asprey, which, um, have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So I found that book, and that book, like, it blew my mind because it, you know, as you know, it talks all about the low-carb, high-fat diet, and it talks about all the, the negative aspects of being a, a carb-burning system, and it talks about all the positive aspects of being a fat-burning system. So that was the first thing I was like, well, how can this be? You know, they've been telling us for 50 years that fat is bad for us. And now he has this book telling me that I should eat way more fat and way less carbs. So that was crazy yeah. to start with. And then, I, you know, I read um, some stuff by Mark Sisson and Rob Wolf and um, uh, a couple of other people that wrote paleo books and ancestral books and all that. And I started to build my knowledge base around the low carb, high fat diet and why it works. And, you know, I was, I was reconvincing myself to try it. But in Dave Asprey's book, in The Bulletproof Diet, besides diet, he also talks about biohacking, which is, you know, for example, the cold therapy that we've just spoken about, or saunas, or fasting, or, you know, blue light blocking, or, you know, there's, there's literally so many different biohacks these days, like, you know, targeted supplements, for example, nootropics. And one of the things he spoke about is red light therapy. Now, of course, when I was looking through the book, I was like, well, Whoa, I'm going to get into cold therapy and cold showers and fasting. And, you know, there's so much in that book and, you know, his other book, Headstrong, that you can do. A lot of it's free. A lot of it's easy. And I was like, wow, i was so excited because I understood how getting cold, you know, for three minutes a day has these massive health benefits, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with the sauna. Same with the red light therapy. Same with the blue blocking. So I started doing all the things that Dave and others were talking about and sharing And then I got to a point where I was like, well, I do everything else. Now I'm ready for red light therapy. And I'd been reading a lot about red light therapy and seeing a lot of influencers talk about it and seeing a couple of people using devices. So I went out to try and buy one and I was in the UK at the time. Went out to try and buy one and they were crazy, crazy expensive. And I was like, well, you know, most biohacks are are, are free or a lot cheaper than that. So I was like, well, I'm not going to you know, pay that amount for a, a red light therapy device. Um, and a good friend of mine at the time who was on a similar journey, he was like, well, should we just make our own? And I thought, yeah, okay, you know, so mm. we, 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 we dabbled around a little bit and, and came up with our first devices. And we made, I think, five red light therapy devices and kind of just gave them to our friends. And we all started using them. And our, it, was, it was the middle of, Lon- uh, middle of winter in London. It was really close to Christmas. I had gone through a terrible breakup I was in a career that I didn't like I was in a city that I didn't like I was freezing cold all the time I was depressed and I got this red light and I was like well may as well start using it you know and within within a few days I the first thing I noticed was that I was walking down the street in the middle of winter with my hoodie off like warm not cold and happy I was in a good mood for for the first time in months and months and months and I stopped and I realized oh my god I feel amazing you know and all the heartbreak was still there all the dissatisfaction with my career was still there all the bad things were still in my life but I felt amazing and I was like oh my god like that's one of the benefits of red light therapy is mood enhancement it puts you in a better Mm -hmm. mood and I was like whoa is this actually working and I called up all the other guys I said how you doing what do you think everyone said they loved it you know they had um Less muscle pain, less joint stiffness, less achy joints, better mood, better skin, better sleep. Everyone was like, "Man, we love it. This is great." And then uh, my business partner James and I were like, "Wow, should we should we make these and, and try and sell them and see what happens?" And uh, that was you know then Red Light Rising was born in a, you know in a in a five minute brainstorm <laughs> in James's loft, and uh, that's it. That that's where it came from.
0: Amazing. It's an it's an absolutely incredible story, and I think. You touched on something there that I'm so passionate about, which is, you know, depression and anxiety is s- seemingly absolutely rife in our society these days. Um, and you know, it's it's essentially a, a condition of inflammation of the in the neur- of the neurons in our brain. And when you think about it like that, you think, of course, you know, no one, no one should say that. Um, depression or anxiety is, is your fault. You know, it it happens and and it's dreadful. But once we understand that it's an essentially an inflammatory condition, we can start thinking about all the things we can do in our lives to reduce systemic inflammation, um, which is obviously why you you felt so great and continue to do so. So it's a such a, an interesting story. Um so you've touched on some common uses for red light therapy. Uh, I bought my device because um, like you said I'm I'm fully into this world and <laughs> deal with it on the daily um, because of my job and in my own personal health journey, um, so many things cropped up and, and actually, had I known about red light therapy earlier, I, I, I wonder now if I would have kind of healed sooner. But um, something that was kind of residual for me and just pesky and, and was like the last box to tick and wouldn't go away was really, really chronic eczema, which is something I've had since a baby. And I kind of came across this red light thing. And as you know, I'm good friends with um, uh, my mate, Ryan uh, Carter, who's a, a fellow nutritional therapist and, and loves a bit of a biohack. And I think I saw it from him and I thought, you know, what, I'm going to get one of these devices and see if it helps my eczema. And within a few days, I didn't even care if it was helping my eczema. I just love the feeling of sitting with the light on my face. Um, and I think, you know, a, a lot of people are, are getting into it and they seem really excited about it. And one question I do have, um, because obviously... Um, You know, nature is best, Um, and I wanted to ask you, you know, if you are someone that can consistently get up for sunrise and also watch sunset, is that as beneficial or more beneficial than purchasing a red light device? Um,
1: They're they're not the same thing, you know. So, so getting up at sunrise and sunset—that's to do with your circadian rhythm. That's not necessarily red light therapy, like we're talking about it. Okay. So the sunrise...
0: But if you were to stand in front of the sun, like if you were looking at a really, really red sunrise and you were semi-naked, no, let's it's, say.
1: it's not the same. It's no? very, very good for you. Um, I highly, highly recommend it. And you'll get, you'll get a, a smidgen of, I suppose, what you could term red light therapy. But the red light therapy, like when it comes out of these light devices, is, is way more powerful, way more targeted and penetrates probably quite a lot deeper than the sun um so Mm -hmm. you know i don't i i would prefer people to get proper sun every day you know that's whenever someone says to me like oh i've got this condition can your Mm -hmm. light help you know i say well look let's we need to talk about what else you're doing because i want people to do the free stuff first i want people to do the easy stuff first i want people to get some exercise Mm -hmm. i want people to sleep properly i want people to get their diets on track and if they say to me, look, man, I'm doing all of that. I'm seeing great results. Then I say, okay, great. Now you can start red light therapy. But if you come to me and you're, you know, you're still staying up till one in the morning, sleeping mm. all day, eating junk food, but you want red light therapy because you think it's an easy fix, then I don't want to sell you the product because everything else you're doing is, is ruining the chances of the red light therapy having a profound effect on you. So, you know, I, I don't think sunlight would be as powerful as a red light therapy device but i you know i don't think that they need to be you know it's i don't think it's one or the other either so yeah okay you know there's 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 the red let me the red light therapy that you get from the sun is is a is a is a powerful tool in terms of your circadian rhythm right so there's, there's, we, we should make a distinction between the red light of the sunrise and sunset, which is helping your circadian rhythm and the red light that's charging your, your cells up with, you know, the, the energy production in the cells. Because the red light is a signal to the brain when it comes from the sun. It's a signal to the brain that it's either the morning or the sunset, right? So that's where that's where the red light therapy from the sun comes into its own in terms of the circadian rhythm. Where the red light therapy from the devices come into their own, it's a you know, powerful anti-inflammatory and a powerful energy production. I think that's the definition I would make there.
0: Yeah, that's really clear, thank you. I'm just jumping in here to tell you about the sponsor of this episode, we are Samudra. Samudra is a sustainable activewear brand ethically manufactured in London from recycled ocean plastic. When you buy a Samudra piece, you are not only investing into the slow fashion movement, but you're helping marine environments and societies worldwide because Samudra donate 5% of profits to female-focused conservation projects. They've chosen Ocean Swell organization, which is based in Sri Lanka, to be their charity that they donate to after their first year in business. The pieces are consciously created by women, for women, and they have hand-selected their suppliers to have a female-majority workforce and to match their ethos on sustainability, gender equality and ethics. The founders, Katie and Margot, are childhood friends from school and they only decided to start their brand in the first lockdown, so Samudra is still super new and fresh and needs all the support that it can get. They are so passionate about their new brand and getting the word out there and I'm thrilled to be able to support them in this endeavor. All their pieces double up as swimwear and I've worn the sports bra a few times in the ocean as it's actually just super flattering. They also do organic cotton tees with their three wave logo embroidered on the chest. They're so lovely. The girls have kindly set up a 10% off code for listeners of this podcast. Just enter STATE OF MIND, in capitals, at the checkout. Please do go and check out We Are Samudra on Instagram and their website, Um. Okay, so what about in terms of times of the day? that one was gonna use a red light therapy device, would you be aiming to use it at the times of day that we typically see red light in nature? So as near to a sun's rise as possible, as near to sunset as possible. 100%. And is it basically gonna screw up your system if you do it at <laughs> midday?
1: No no it won't it won't screw up your system at all. Um you can do red light therapy any time of the day because of those energy benefits and the anti-inflammatory benefits. Mm-hmm. A lot of people actually like to do it right before they get into bed. Okay? Which you mm-hmm. know sometimes That's
0: it, when I do it, yeah.
1: Yeah, so there you go. So sometimes it makes me feel too energized, but a lot of people they love like literally like you know all the lights are off, all the devices are closed, you've brushed your teeth, red light therapy mm-hmm. sleep a lot of people like it like that, mm. but uh, it, you know, if you ask me, what's the ideal time? I say the ideal time is sunrise and sunset, with roughly twelve mm. hours in between that, because then you're not only are you getting those those energy and anti-inflammatory benefits that we've spoken about, but you're also getting the circadian markers, which is the red light in the morning and the red light in the evening. So. Um, it's you know the, the the northern hemisphere is a little bit nuanced because summers the days are so long and winters the days are so short um, so I'm actually that's something I actually really really want to research like what's the evolutionary result of, of those longer days and nights because obviously in the mm-hmm. southern hemisphere and closer to the equator you have roughly the same amount of light every day so it's very very easy for me like my 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 body clock is like that you know four 30 I'm awake I'm awake before the sun goes up and two hours after the sun goes down, you know, I'm like a zombie and I need to yeah. go to bed. But that's because I live closer to the yeah. equator and I have those equal equal day and night all the time. So for the northern hemisphere, what I like to suggest to people is that you set your your wake up and your bedtime at exactly the same time every day. Um, and then you use, even if you're waking up at, you know, 6, 6 a.m., let's just say. So 6 a.m., the sun is already going to be risen. Uh, in the summer but in the winter it's not going to be up yet but if you set that as your Mm. time you wake up you switch on your red light you get your red light therapy for the morning um, and then after that if it's the winter you switch on all the bright lights around your house you use your sad light if you've got it because you need to tell your body that as soon as i wake up i see red light because that's the sunrise and then immediately after the red light is the bright light because now it's daytime. So your mm. body's your your, mm. your genes are expecting it, your DNA is expecting it. And then roughly 12 hours later, whenever you choose to make your sunset. And you know, I would recommend people make their sunset, you know, you you know, like four hours before you're actually gonna go to bed, five hours maybe, depending mm. on your sleep time. So you make your sunset then, whatever, 6 p.m., you get another session of red light therapy. But then after that, it needs to be darkness or it needs to you know head towards darkness. So that's when the blue light blocking comes in. Um, that's when the ambient red light comes in. And then that's when you know your sleep hygiene is really, really important because after that evening sunset red light session, it needs to go into total darkness mm-hmm. because your brain knows, okay, look, it's 12 hours since the sunrise and now there's more red light so this must be sunset and therefore after sunset must be darkness mm. so you really need to mimic that that kind of that natural cycle and that's how you're going to use in, use red light therapy to optimize your circadian rhythm and your sleep
0: yeah and uh, speaking of total darkness <laughs> The sun is setting around me in Cornwall and I look like a a zombie on on Zoom. So I apologize. But um, I'm like you. I don't really want to switch the overhead light on right now because uh, it's not going to do my body any favours. Okay, so just quickly, um, how long should we use a device for? Say you've just bought one and you're not used to red light therapy. You're also someone that's maybe not... um, you know outdoors that much Um, like me for example every second I get I'm outside in the summer you know I'm anti-sun cream which Uh gives me a lot of uh, gives me a lot of flack on uh, the old social media but my skin is quite used to sunlight and, and, and light therapy. If you're someone that's thinking, okay, I think this is going to be beneficial for me, I have aches and pains, or mm-hmm. I have a chronic condition that I just can't seem to to get over, and you buy a device, um, what is like the best practices for it? How long should you use it for? How close should you stand to it? All of that mm-hmm. stuff.
1: Cool. That's a great question. Um another one I'd like to just lead into that if I may is um you know we get this question a lot and you're going to get this question as well is is it good for my skin? Is it good for my hair? Mm. Is it good for my painful knees? Mm. Is it good for my sleep? Is mm. it good for my eyesight? And the answer is 99.9% time of the time it's a yes. It's good for everything. Mm. And I always encourage people like if you have a condition or, or whatever you've got, Google it. Google red light therapy and my sore knee or you know my long headaches or whatever it is, Google it and see what comes up. And most of the time it comes up that red light therapy is beneficial mm-hmm. and the rest of the time it's just neutral. They go, okay, well, we need to do more experiments. So when people ask, is it good for this? Is it good for that? The answer is yes. And the reason why it can be good for everything and, you know, it sounds like, it sounds like a magic potion because, you know, like you said in the beginning of this podcast, it's like, is this just another magic pill that, you know, some, mm. some influence is telling you this is amazing for you. The reason that it's good for everything is because... Increase in cellular energy production, increase in natural anti-inflammatories. When you put those two things together, yeah. everything gets better, everything gets stronger. Just to,
0: just to add to that quickly, people need to understand that in every cell of our body, we have mitochondria. Mm-hmm. And everything in our body is made up from cells and anything that happens in our body requires cellular energy. So I think it's, you know, it comes back to that. Sorry, keep going. Exactly.
1: I mean, you know, like looking at you now on this computer screen, it's taking, it costs my eyes cellular energy to process this and send the information back to my brain. Then my brain has to spend Mm -hmm. cellular energy to process the, the thoughts and the this and the that to then have something, you know, reasonably sensible come out of my mouth and that's all energy Mm -hmm. and that goes for you know working out that goes for recovering from sickness recovering from illness recovering from skin wound or anything so red light therapy is good for everything because of those reasons uh, you have more energy and more anti-inflammatories and now depending on which device you buy so you know my company red light rising we have we have devices that are spotlight size which are more like, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an entry level, it's, a, it's an easy option, it's affordable to most people. We can use that for spot treatments. And then like I say, the, the lights they go up in size and price to up to a gigantic light for you know for professional athletes and the sports clubs and the physios and all that. So there's a little bit of nuance depending which one you have because they're different powers. Obviously the bigger ones are, are far more powerful. The small one is the least powerful, but it's still a fantastic product to have. So if anybody's thinking about you know trying it, go for the small one. Start it, and you know sp- start it on that sticky s- shoulder or the you know the the skin mm. issue you have.
0: And actually, that's all I have is the small one, just as it just purely because of a, of a cost thing. And you know when you're buying something new, you're not sure how it's going to work yet. Um, you know, it would be amazing to have the whole stack. But actually, I feel great just like I just sit with it on my face and it just I just sleep. In mm. five minutes, I'm just like dead to the world. Beautiful. And it just it's amazing. So, yeah, if anyone's listening and they think it's they've already Googled your website and they're thinking, oh, you know, out of my price bracket, the target lamp, the small one is, is well worth it.
1: It, it. It's fantastic. It's one of my favorites. You know, I, I travel so much. So i got two target lights that I carry in my bag. And as soon as I get to a hotel room or wherever I am, boof one of them becomes the ambient light you know like it's actually the time of day where i need to reach my blue blockers now um you know use the 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 red light as ambient light and then i can use the other one as as the target treatment it's fantastic Mm. uh yeah so that so they go up in in obviously size and power and the treatment times are anywhere from you know you're going to as soon as you switch on the light and put it on your skin you're getting benefits right so if you've only got if you've only got 30 seconds do 30 seconds But the maximum you'll ever need is about 25 minutes. Um, And the reason for that is your your cells can only absorb so much light at one time, right? So there's there's this concept called the the biphasic dose response. So you switch on your light, Mm -hmm. you hold it on your face or you hold it on your throat or above your organs or whatever. And for the first 20 minutes or so, it's absorbing all that light energy and it's absorbing all those photons, uh, taking them into the cells and then they get full. So then they just stop absorbing it. So then you're just wasting your time. There's no, there's no harm. There's no damage. There's, there's no negative side effects with red light therapy whatsoever um, at the moment that you know any science or research has found anywhere. Um, but 25 minutes is the max you'll ever need. Boom. You switch off your light and you carry on with your day. Now with the much, much bigger ones, you know, so 25 minutes at first, like when we when we came out with the lights, we were like, wow, 25 minutes, that's amazing. And now the big lights, because they're so powerful, now that it's like five minutes, and it, you know, the idea of doing it for 25 minutes is like, oh geez, I don't really have the time. But, uh, yeah, anywhere from yeah. five minutes to 25 minutes is all you need.
0: Amazing. And, uh, I had one last question, which I was going to ask you, which I think is going to just be completely, um, well, it's not necessary because I think by now listeners will have realized, uh, they will already know the answer, but a lot of, um, people on Instagram ask me, they're like, Oh, I'm really interested in what you're talking about, about red light therapy. Is my loomy light okay? And the answer to that question is, no, it's not the same. Um, and I think that you have definitely explained why, you know, it's about the the wavelengths and about the fact that they penetrate the skin. Um, and it's it's not just about seeing the color red um, in, in red light therapy. So if you have a lumi light, I think they're fantastic in terms of gentle ambient light, waking you up, going to sleep. But if you want the actual full benefits of red light therapy, then it's it's got to be... real deal right
1: it's also it's a power thing because what happens with light is you know when you when you no matter which light it is whether it's your red light device your lumi light or your you know your leds most of it's reflected off your skin you know so when you look at the color Mm. of the rainbow okay um most of all the colors are reflected off the skin so the the blue the green the yellow the violet and whatever whatever the other colors are are reflected off the skin or if they if they do get absorbed it's in the first like one or two millimeters of the skin so a very very small amount but it's the red light that goes yeah. deeper like we said it goes you know up to a centimeter the red light and up to five centimeters the uh, infrared light um, mm. and so it's but it can only so but it can only do that if it's very very powerful because if it's not powerful enough mm. it just just disappears you know it'll disappear in the in the water directly underneath your skin or it'll get reflected so that's why you, you almost mm. need to overwhelm your skin with this very very powerful red and infrared light to get it to go deeper um, and something you know mm. we're, we're obviously very passionate about it red light rising we've we've specialized in red light therapy for a long time but we're now starting to move into to other kinds of light therapy and that's because um we've through our own research and our own passion and you know we've obviously been reading a lot about red light therapy then you start reading a lot about all the other colors and light is so impactful on the human body it's it's crazy that's why you should watch a sunrise that's why you should watch a sunset and that's why you should Mm -hmm. you should have some kind of a blue blocking practice um in your daily habits Uh, i know we we probably don't Mm -hmm. have time for that on this podcast but too much blue light is very, very bad for you. You know, and we're all surrounded by blue light these days. I'm sure you talk about it to your clients. I'm sure you talk about it on Instagram, yeah. but that's that's kind of like the other side of the coin. You know, red light therapy is the, mm-hmm. like how to make yourself um, stronger and healthier and more vibrant. And avoiding blue light is how to stop yourself from from draining that vibrancy out of your body because of this toxic light we have around
0: us. Yeah, how to protect your cells, basically. And actually, you're so right. The one thing I say to all of my patients is uh, buying yourself a really good pair of blue blocking glasses is better than any supplement I can ever give you. Um, and it is really important to to buy them from reputable companies. I hopefully have one coming on the podcast this series, um, and to get ones with proper amber lenses rather than just um, you know, clear well, clear lenses. You know,
1: you know, Red Light Rising has just bought out some premium blue blocking eyewear. Have you? Yes, we've got. the oh, most I didn't know this. Stunning frames that have just come out. I've, I'm like looking at them. They're on the table there. I can't reach them from here. They're amazing. Yeah, we've oh, got we've got incredible. I was actually
0: about to buy. A new pair yesterday um, from from a. I've got one pair already from one company, and I wanted to try a different pair from another company. and And sort of my my secondary um, motive is that I thought if I buy myself a second pair, I can force my husband to wear the pair that I currently own. Um, and try and try and get them on board that's really interesting so you should, um, you should yeah, check ours the out once
1: wants- because the reason the only yeah. reason i'm telling you is because i'm not sure on your taste of you know especially your husband the taste one of the big drivers for me when we decided to bring out the blue blockers is that they have to look good i have to want to wear them totally they have to be you know like because they're mm-hmm. obviously like you said it's got to have the the amber lens or the dark red lens uh, to be beneficial but it also has to be comfortable yeah. and good quality and, and look really mm-hmm. great so before you do, just check ours out and then drop me a line. I'll, I'll sort you something out. But you made a very, very important point there about the blue blockers because there is, there's, there's a very big company out there right now who's now you know, selling these... To be fair, they don't call them blue blockers. They call them computer glasses. Um, but they're, they're supposed to do the same thing. They're supposed to block the harmful light from your devices, but they have clear Mm -hmm. lenses. Mm -hmm. Okay. But now with, with, you know, omitting certain whatever's that they're omitting, people are wearing these clear lenses thinking, Ooh, I'm blue blocking. Um, they're watching TV at night and they're Mm -hmm. blue blocking. This Mm -hmm. is something that I, I would really like you and you know, whether or not you decide to use the red light rising ones or your, your listeners, if the lens is not yellow or orange or red, it's not blocking blue light. a 100 percent. And I always
0: say the easiest thing to do is if you can still see the color blue through your glasses, then they're not blocking blue light. And that's just it's just a really easy way to. to, And, you know, it is it does take a bit of getting used to. Like when I watch stuff on TV in the evening, it doesn't look the same as as how that production house and, you know, cinematographer has um hoped that it's going to look because exactly. it all looks kind of yellow and red but um i feel better my health is better um and yeah it's, it's a really important point to note
1: it's quite remarkable like as soon as i put on my blue blockers it's like you know this part of you know my my face my eyes and my brain instantly on a vacation just the tension and the yeah fatigue and within
0: just... like 30 minutes i'm yeah. ready to go to sleep yeah
1: it's it's remarkable. The other thing that's
0: super interesting with them, and I know we're dragging on, is that if you, um, you know, as humans, when we evolved to live with the sun, we would have eaten our meal in daylight hours, our our, our last meal. Sun would have gone down, we would have gone to sleep. These days, a lot of people are eating super late into the evening. And if you put your blue blocking glasses on, your proper blue blocking glasses on and you sit down and you try and eat your evening meal, I guarantee you, you will not want to eat that food and you'll not be hungry. And uh, sometimes that's quite hard when you've, um, you know, you've spent a long time cooking a delicious meal. And that's because fundamentally, physiologically speaking, you're more in tune with with nature having these glasses on than, you know, sitting in bright lights, eating a meal at 8 p.m. So it's really interesting. And I think it it teaches us all a lot more about how our bodies are working
1: What's super interesting about that uh, i know you want to you want to get going i just want to let you know i've, I've read recently read a no book. no
0: i don't i just feel like i'm taking up so much of your time no, Brian. please
1: don't worry after this i'm putting on my blue blockers and i'm i'm going to bed um uh, what was it oh so B- bill bryson has a book called bill bryson at home and it's a it's a yeah i've read that you've read it so you, you will have read the part then about the meal times and how the meal times came about you know the, the, the three oh. meals a day. Do you remember that part?
0: Ah, oh, vaguely, but I mean, I read it ages ago.
1: Yeah. So it, the only reason why we're so married to breakfast, lunch, and dinner is because in Victorian times, um, people would, from from like two p.m. till five p.m., was social hour. Ah. So you'd have to you have you'd have to go around to each other's houses to visit between two and five p.m. So what that meant was, if you didn't eat a meal before 2 o'clock, you would be hungry while you were going around to your friends' houses. So then lunch became a thing. Okay, So people were like, oh, they'd quickly eat lunch. And then 2 o'clock, then they'd go around to socialize at each other's houses. And then after you're socializing you'd get back to your house and would be hungry again. So then it was dinner time. Yeah. And then we got married to this three meals a day. You know, you must sit down for dinner, blah, blah, blah. But it just came from a ridiculous little social habit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you say, I mean this is a this is a topic for another podcast. Like you should, you know, you should finish your meal before the sun goes down, mm-hmm. which you know I know in the modern world for most people it's impossible. But finish your last meal before the sun goes down, watch the sun go down, then sit in front of a fire and then, you know, you're in bed Mm. a few hours after Mm. that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Oh, so much good stuff. Thank you for sharing your knowledge with us. This has been amazing. And I think it will definitely have inspired a lot of people to think about the way they live live their lives and to also try some some red light therapy and um, red light rising is the name of Brian's company it's fantastic um, I recommend it to everyone I can so go check it out we, and uh, I just have to ask you okay go on
1: I was going to say we have actually a new um, we're calling it a, a winter proof power pack so it's a product bundle that we decided to put together and it's and it's a target light or you can upgrade to a, mm-hmm. a bigger light if you want and some blue blockers um, especially for winter we've written a, a beautiful article about it there's a beautiful protocol how to use red light therapy with your blue blockers to optimize your health um, during these winter months so i'm not sure when this podcast that is sounds going,
0: fantastic i'm
1: not sure when this podcast is going to come out but if it's Anytime soon, that's an easy opportunity for people to get involved with uh, red light and and blocking Mm. blue light at the same time. Um, And we'll have all the instructions how to use it on the website as well.
0: Amazing. And there's actually so much valuable content on your website, too, on your blog section. So everyone that's listening, go check that out. Uh, I have to ask you the final question that I finish every episode with. Um, So the podcast is called State of Mind. What does state of mind mean to you?
1: Just believing that things can change things can be different you can be different you can grow you can learn you can adjust course you can try new things um, and you are more capable than you give yourself credit for
0: amazing fantastic answer brian thank you so much for being a guest this has been enlightening to be very punny <laughs> Enlightening. Yeah, shed,
1: shed some light on the subject thank you so much for having me it was really fun
0: Thank you again for tuning in to State of Mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder that Samudra are offering 10% off their sustainable activewear to listeners of this podcast using the code STATE OF MIND. Just head over to wearsamudra.com. Bye bye.